Hello and welcome to your favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Ed, I'm so excited today. We are looking at Jeff Darrow's first American published comics work. Uh, one of my favorite cartoonists stumbled upon this going through back issues of Heavy Metal, had no idea this existed. Can't wait to dive into this and share it with all the Kayfabers. Want to remind everybody, Cartoonist Kayfabe is a daily video series about comic books. We cover all kinds of comics and creators and comics history and all that good stuff. So if you're new to Cartoonist Kayfabe, welcome. And if you're looking for your favorite creator or comic book title on our playlist, give it a search. We have done 1,300 plus videos. We may have already covered your favorite. And if not, leave it in the comments below this so we can add it to the list of books that we want to look at in the future. We also have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. Different levels will give you access to our videos early. At the top level, the King Kayfaber level, you'll get all of our videos first, which will give you a leg up on the Kayfabe effect. You'll be the first one trying to buy these comics that you see and love uh, before they disappear, before the price goes up. You'll also be able to sit in on our recording session and give us feedback as we go through these comics. And finally, you can catch us in person at Baltimore Comic-Con this year. We'll be there September 8th, 9th, and 10th, uh, the last convention I have scheduled for the year. So if you're anywhere near Baltimore, come on out. It's a great show for comic book lovers. So getting into this heavy metal stash, um, we've been very fortunate with a couple of mailbags where people have sent us random heavy metal issues. We divvy them up and then take them home and kind of dig through those pages. Heavy Metal is just an amazing magazine, especially these early issues to go through. This one, March 1985, so it's been around for a little bit, almost like a generation two or three of the artists that are featured in here. Um, some really great ones. I'll show you the table of contents at home so everybody can kind of drool over what we, uh, what we have in 1985 Heavy Metal at this time. Uh, we're not going to go through the whole issue, but I did want to point out one other entry. See, Drew Friedman's in it also really interesting that there's like crossover between heavy metal and raw magazine um drew friedman is one of them charles burns is another and burns is a guy that we've looked at a few of his works really like his stuff especially el borba the masked wrestler and um it was just amazing to me sitting down and going through these like early 80s issues and seeing the crossover of what i'd think of as like alternative cartoonists and stuff a lot of them appearing here probably for the first time in front of a big audience like this totally. in America. It would be it would be uh, Heavy Metal, also National Lampoon, and the guy who feels more... See, it's no, it's noteworthy, like the Freedmen, the Burns, because they feel so f far afield of Heavy Metal. Right. But it works the opposite way also, because... Okay, perfect. Well, let's try to get a good page or something. Okay, perfect. Because this is that guy, I think his name's like Rob Kierkegaard. Yeah. And he shows up in Raw. So, like, this guy really? makes... Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, this guy makes sense. He's going to be in issue three. Uh, this guy makes sense for heavy metal, but feels weird for Raw. If you see what this is, like, we can't go through it all because there's too much titties and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's interesting because he is a guy that I know from Catalan Communications, which was like an importer, mostly of European cartoonists. And uh, you'd see Richard Corbin's in there. Uh, Mobiuses and stuff, and it was just like a certain flavor, yeah. And that's what I would associate him with. I always like this man. This guy just uses uh like rapidographs and crazy hatching. It, feel, it feels like it could be in like arcade magazine or straight up from the undergrounds. Yeah, this is not going to be the last time we go through heavy metal magazines for sure. Totally. Um, Paul Kirchner, I always like his stuff too. Yeah, he uh, would always do this in heavy very metal. detailed, kind of clean stuff. Yeah. So, the reason that we're doing this video is Bourbon Thread by Jeff Darrow. 
I would see this listed in various places. Yeah. Like Dark Horse has been threatening to publish this right. for 20 years, maybe. It's been a long, maybe back in the 90s even. And uh, they have one installment in an issue of Dark Horse Presents. And we look at that on the channel, but I can't remember if it's its own video or not. I had no idea this existed. I would have tracked down this issue of Heavy Metal if I had known. So I'm just leafing through here, enjoying all the beautiful artwork. Turn the page, and here we go. Jeff Darrow, earliest published American comic appearance as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And, uh, dude, it's pretty remarkable when you get down to it, man. Because I, I, I hit Jeff up. I was, like, asking him about some, some, uh, some of the stuff I was reading in there, see if there was, like, you know, some Easter eggs I thought I was seeing, and he disavowed that stuff. But this is what, maybe a 10-page comic? Yeah, about 10 pages. And to remind everybody, if you are unfamiliar with Jeff Darrow, a huge creative part of the Matrix movies, um, did storyboards and designs and all kinds of stuff for them, has teamed up with Frank Miller on Hard Boiled, which we do have a, a video going in depth with that one. That's my first exposure to Jeff Darrow. Changed my ideas of what comics could be amazing. Uh, Rusty and Big Guy or Big Guy and Rusty Boy Robot is another Jeff Darrow, and Shaolin Cowboy, and this is his latest, Cruel to Be Kin. I want to plug it here in the beginning because show I... Show our covers, show our covers. I think this is the best uh, The best Jeff Darrow comic is this particular story. And we'll do a bigger video. We definitely will. On uh, Cruel to Be Kin. This is the cover gallery. There's the Eddie That P looks cover. familiar there, Ed. Straight off of Ninja Scroll. <laughs> Super awesome. And this is my version. I like seeing it big like this. Yes, this is bigger cool. than it was drawn, by the way, everybody, because I drew it on actual notebook, and uh, this is blown up a little bit. But enjoy how it looks. But Darrow's art, known for its hyper detail, yeah, and um, does cartoony stuff on top of that. But I found parallels between Shaolin Cowboy, the character, and our Bourbon Threat character here. It's the same character. He he he, he said it. He said it in shoot interviews. But check this out, dude. Ten page comic, right? It's a four-page comic, just like with heavy metal. Where, I mean, just like Hardboy, where he's doing like one panel per page, and then it gets like cropped and yeah. re retooled. If you look in the credits at the beginning, it's a it's a Um Stenstrom, and that is uh, John Stenstrom, the the same writer from uh, Thrill Kill, the the Neil Adams uh, wow. com comic of which we do have have a video. Uh, Patricia Wong is a friend of uh, of Jeff's who who did the color for this. I was wondering about the color. Yeah, and she, like when it was in it was in Metal Herlot in 1982, 83 years before this, mm -hmm. and it was in black and white. So then I think they did like some sort of like thin kind of albumish kind of kind of big book, and like there were like three sets of color because like the it's. Color and Jeff Darrow, that, that's, a, that's a killer on the colorist. So, like, one page got the Erge Studio treatment. And then uh, another person did, did, like, two pages. And then somebody did, like, the last one. That's so, pretty wild. So, John, John Stenstrom, like, took that four pages and fucked with it so that it could spread across. Because he... Uh, Jeff had... Um, David Scroggy is a name that, that you'll see in old comics, and I think he was like a de facto kind of agent for people, the West Coast dude. And this is going to be like a Pacific comic or something. May, may, Might have been maybe like a backup in uh, a Rocketeer or like that era, and then Pacific goes away. Right. So this is like the only place to kind of put it. It's interesting that this is, um, the pages are bigger 
and then this is cut up to make 10 pages yeah which means some of the panels will be blown up and you could tell like on the last one you see the thicker lines and stuff right and, and this might be thinner you look at the dark horse story of bourbon threat the lines are so fine they're almost invisible at times mm. and it's probably because he must have been drawing very big yeah and uh it kind of benefits it i think to be blown up a little bit this episode is brought to you by the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. We put out videos every single day and have more than a thousand of them. So make sure that you search through our channel and see if we talked about the, the comics and the magazines that you like. But the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon is there for our biggest supporters and it mitigates the Kayfabe effect, which gives uh, the major supporters uh, early access to our videos so that they can make uh, smart buying decisions before uh, the videos hit Gen Pop. Ultimately, the vids are brought to you by the books that we make and the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you this holiday season. 504 pages of material with 150 pages that haven't been in the print published in those first uh, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. There's going to be the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback coming to you from Marvel that's going to include uh, my the out of print treasury editions of X-Men Grand Design uh, that that. Uh, are out there. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers is my latest comic that is coming out. The fourth issue is coming out within a couple of weeks as of this recording. Uh, the third issue is important for you to have because I'm serializing a daily strip and the first appearance of those characters is this backup feature in uh, issue three. Jimmy has Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive out in the wild right now. It's received a reprint, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's infinite copies, so make sure you get your hands on that ASAP. Another book that is out of print, but Jimmy had promises to put it back in print, is True Crime Funnies. Uh, Plain Janes is a comic that he drew that is considered to be the first young adult graphic novel. Hulk Grand Design is out there right now. It is sold out uh, at the distribution level, which means if your store doesn't have it, they might not be able to get it. So you might have to go to, to, to Amazon if you want a copy. And why would you not want a copy of this thing? And forthcoming is Street Angel Princess of Poverty, which is the companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, it should be out in time for the holidays. Uh, now that we are done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. You know, like these lines to me feel much blown more up. like what I expect out of him. They're very easy to read, but it makes sense that they're blown up. Right. Especially compared to the other bourbon threat that I've seen. And the story, you know, the next time that, that you see him, I believe, is whenever he's doing hard-boiled. So think about similarities between this and hard-boiled. I imagine Miller must have seen this stuff and went, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you want to do this with me? Right. <laughs> And uh, our, our main guy, Bourbon Threat, has been assigned the task of basically assassinating this this uh, Sister Mary home and garden implement, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, that's specifically what I asked him about. Like, like what, like what, what is that referring to? Like, I know Better Homes and Gardens magazine, and he's like, yeah, it's just that, it's just that. And he, and he said that like matronly moms and shit, of course, are the readers of that. So he was just whatever. And pretty basic storytelling, right? Like he stops in at this little shop building thing, accesses it via this code, and now he's in. Yeah. You can see how that's maybe a page of comics. Sure, yeah, totally. And now you can see the attention to detail that Darrow is known for. Right. Another thing I asked him was like, hey, Jeff, was was, was that you, the bartender? He's like, nah, just a guy. You do wonder if there are those types of Easter eggs inside jokes and stuff scattered throughout. I also wonder 
is this top panel the same size as these and blown up? Because yeah. you're getting a heavier line here than you have here. Yeah, exactly. And then this is like the heaviest line of like all, all three. So I am curious to see the original. Yeah, for sure. Too. Definitely. As soon as he said that, I was curious. So like the things that we know about Jeff Darrow are in here for sure. But what is remarkable is that um, he does advance more in his artwork. Now, all the construction and stuff is so sound, no doubt. But there will be certain things like, just like that, the, the, we'll get to it if you, if you, if you turn a page. Yeah. Look at the storytelling though. We see oh, yeah. Bourbon enter. Now he's advanced, I don't know, 12 feet or so walking now past, you know, you can track he's, where he's at that second panel. He's like right here, yeah. you know, just in line with the first stool. And now he's progressed down. So, and, and you see all the same characters and so it's not Kirby where like, uh, you know, you just draw whatever. And you see these characters That's responding I mean. to him as he passes. Yeah. Like he's uh, probably walking into some trouble. Right. And you really see it here as like now there are forces on either side of him that don't seem very friendly. Yeah, pretty pretty good color too, man, because you can't just color each every every individual. It's not important. It isn't, and it flattens stuff out. Um, I have this trouble, you know, like if I'm coloring something and it's like at some point, I always think it's interesting when colorists would do this kind of like, let's just do the mass as a flat color because it does work. Bourbon stands out, you know, at a tiny size from across the room, but it's weird whenever you're coloring or flatting stuff. Right. Like making those decisions. This sequence especially reminds me of Shaolin Cowboy. Totally. Great three-dimensional quality but also the figure, moving the figure around from different angles. Absolutely. Something he's a master at. And it'll be stuff like this that he refines so much more. Like, he's getting it all in there, but what he's great at, it, like, the drapery on his modern-day works on something that small is that much tighter. And also, like, all their heads are on the same kind of pivot, and he twists that up a little bit with like his figure drawings and stuff nowadays so it's all here it's definitely clearly jeff darrow but he's seeing this early piece you can see where he has also grown as an artist too even though he plays with some of the same stylistic mo motifs yeah definitely and how much do these look like uh they're too complex for animation design, but they look like cartoon characters like yeah. you could imagine action figures or something for like every character in that crowd even the color scheme kind of reminds me of like action figures. Yeah, he would have been uh, at Hanna-Barbera still. And he would have been doing like the last bits of uh, Super Friends and like Richie Rich. But but he would be doing um, background designs and, and monsters and technology. Mm -hmm. And Tom swears that when you watch that last season of Super Friends, like you could tell what the Jeff Darrow spaceships are and stuff like that. That's wild. We ought to, we ought to uh, have Tom isolate a couple of those screens for us. Uh, great attention to choreography. You know, working this sword, stabbing the guy behind him, same grip on the sword, and then bringing it forward. Again, another one of those staples of attention to detail. It's not always the drawn detail as much as it is details of, like, choreography and space. Right. And then this reminds me a lot of that, that iconic spread in hard-boiled number one where we've got Nixon, you know, against the wall with just the tank-like... Uh, cab unloading guns on him very reminiscent of that especially like the flow slowly getting his uh 
poster work and stuff in there. Like when you when you read you read a Jeff Darrow comic a couple of times. You you read it once to kind of go through it, but then when you go through the second time, then you read all the Easter eggs and all the chicken fat, basically like the straight up like Will Elder chicken yeah. fat that has like a bunch of little jokes and and like I some of them like the puns of some of those like I don't know how one person could come up with that. It's almost like you need a book, a pun book or something. Yeah, it does feel like your brain's got to be in a in a certain space to be able to do that this kind of thing to be able to make that many characters that all look kind of fun and interesting love like the robot like the mech suit flying in it's just loaded so he said that like a big part of this story was just to get the nun on the toilet <laughs> like he just wanted to run nun on a toilet <laughs> that's fun which is definitely you know that's a that's a that's a darrowism it is a you know like the little dogs taking shits all the time a lot of references to like uh farts and and uh anal and vibrators and shit like that in, in, in the backgrounds of his characters. I mean, of his comics. Look, and you see the little bits like a nail clipper with its file out on the floor. These kind of little details, I feel like, have really come to characterize his work. Totally. Um, Astro Boy on the back of the newspaper. Yeah, dude. Hey, man, that's a, that's a Rusty. Right. And here we go. He got his uh, he got his target, and now he's walking out, and this is the destruction that is left behind. I, I would bet that it's stuff like this that turned off the the Metal Erlant uh, editors, because like, there's a way to do the flat color, but I don't know if this is the way. I th there might be a better way. Why uh, why why were the editors turned off? He, well, that's a question that you know no, yeah. but but they were, and they wanted somebody else to do it and it ended up being three people but but then it all ended up getting published in black and white but there was that other bourbon threat like it makes me curious to see this in black and white i, re I really want to see the the uh, og because that dark horse presents stories in black and white but the line is so fine but i yeah. look at this spread and it's kind of like maybe this is blown up probably this is blown up yeah it's very thick lines and i think that that uh line weight easy to read yeah you know like like Good job on whatever decided to scale it to this point, because I think that works for me. I like that some of these dudes made it through. Like, they must not have messed with them. Right, they're just chilling. They just want to smoke. <laughs> there are tanks on either side of them, <laughs> but uh, they're undisturbed. It's that thing. It's like how Iceberg Slim got his name Iceberg yes. uh, by getting his hat shot off and not moving. Right, exactly. This feels very European to me, this guy. like. Yeah, it could be Captain Haddock. <laughs> exactly. But you see, there's like little stuff like that where like the drapery, It it's not... Like, grab that cover, man. Like, let's look at some Jeff Darrow drapery. Like, it totally goes around the form, and you you feel it. Now, clearly, it's a different kind of pant, but those lines, like, all don't make the sense that, like, this kind of stuff does. But we're looking at stuff uh, more than 40 years apart. Yeah, interesting to think of that development in the, in the work that you can view with Darrow. And uh, we will cover Cruel to Be Ken at some point, but... It's so exciting to me whenever an artist who's been working for 40 years comes out with a book and I go, that's his best work. Totally. It's, it's so aspirational to me. And he's, he's working on stuff now. I like, I like, you know, like no spoilers. Like I don't know much, but the one cool thing was like when we were talking about, about this, he's like, yeah, I got this idea when we were out in Japan and I'm like, amazing. And that, cause like, I know what we experienced that. So it's like, I wonder what's it going to be in there. Yeah. That's really cool. And I was there when he was buying some gotcha ponds and shit with like little beautifully sculpted animals and things so like i wonder if that's going to be a part of it uh we're lucky to have a dude 
who can easily sell out, as the old uh, phrase goes, man, and just do Hollywood development bullshit forever. Like, they they would lick his balls to do that stuff co constantly. And the fact that he wants to and continues to do comics is so important. And I want everybody to support The yeah. Shaolin Cowboy, Cruel to Be Kin. This is his newest book, and it's very new. Just, just out. Yeah. So uh, I think it's just out. If not, it's it coming is, out it, very, yeah, very yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out this week. Oh, uh, perfect. As, as, per, as per Amazon. So, yeah, pick this up if you guys want more Jeff Darrow. This is a great place to start. It's an amazing story. Uh, we talk about, like, what everybody did during during lockdown. I feel like this was a lot of this was produced during, yeah, uh, yeah, that's during COVID project. lockdown. So definitely made use of his time. Pick this one up, Shaolin Cowboy. Pick up any Jeff Darrow if you're not familiar with his work. An amazing artist, very one of a kind. And I show this back cover just to point out, doesn't get credit on the back cover. They don't list everybody that's in here, but they do list a lot. And I uh, I feel like in hindsight... His name would look pretty good on there. Right. <laughs> so, Heavy Metal, March 1985. For the Jeff Darrow completist out there, uh, you won't be disappointed. Essential, man. You good to go? I am. Cartoonist Kayfabe is a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,300 videos, and we may have covered uh, your favorite comics. So hit the little magnifying glass on the front of our Cartoonist Kayfabe uh, YouTube page. Type in uh, your favorite comics in the search field. See if we talked about your stuff. If not... Uh, send us your suggestions, man. We're always open, and it's not like we're going to stop making vids anytime soon. The Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon is where our biggest supporters get all the videos before anybody else. Uh, that gives them a leg up on getting the comics we talk about before anybody else, and sometimes it gets expensive. We call it the Kayfabe Effect. Uh, we're going to be at Baltimore Comic Con September 8th, 9th, 10th. That's going to be our last appearance uh, in 2023. Maybe our last appearance ever publicly, man. I'm getting real comfortable at home. <laughs> hanging out and drawing but the videos are ultimately brought to you by the books that we make jimmy let the people know what you have uh, on the horizon and what you got out there my next book will be street angel princess of poverty published by image comics in november you can pre-order that one now it collects all of the street angel comics that are not in street angel deadliest girl alive this has just come back into print from image so the books together will look very nice on your shelf and you'll have all my street angel material which is my superhero comic so if you're a superhero fan this is where to look with my work jim i have to say we just got kayfabe affected by our own king kayfabers because sean mccobb in the chat room said that he just bought the last bourbon threat hardcover on amazon lol <laughs> <laughs> we missed out block him <laughs> Uh, my latest comic is True Crime Funnies. This was self-published. Um, I have sold out of these, but I am reprinting them. So there'll be more copies coming soon. If you can't wait, you can read the PDF uh, on patreon.com slash jimrug, or you can download it on my website, jimrug.com, along with a lot of my other zines and mini comics. I also have The Plain Janes, the first young adult graphic novel. This is a perfect gift book for those niece, daughter, whoever the young adult reader is in your life. And, uh, Grand Design, Hulk Grand Design. This is my contribution to the Grand Design series. Um, I love how it turned out. This is one of my nicest books I think I've made. And I just learned that it is sold out at the distribution level, which means out of print. So pick this one up if you can still find it at your comic shop. Uh, if not, Amazon still had copies as of this morning. Don't know how long those will last. But if you want to gift this this Christmas, don't wait for the reprint because sometimes those take forever. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is on the horizon uh, for a holiday release. It's coming out technically in October, but gives you plenty enough time to get this as a gift for the rap music lover in your life. Uh, it's a 10th anniversary. 
of Hip Hop Family Tree. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop as a culture. And we have ganged up all four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. Uh, we've added 150 pages of extras, plus a lot of art that I've drawn exclusively for this uh, edition to make kind of the ultimate statement on uh, on the Hip Hop Family Tree. Scoop it up. Uh, it's coming soon to comic shops near you. Uh, if you don't got a good shop in town, go hit up Amazon. Ain't no shame in the game. X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback is coming out in November. This is going to collect all of my X-Men Grand Design works, and there are a few uh, out-of-print volumes of that at this point that uh, stores stores can't get so this would be your your you know one shot to get all of it at once inside a handy dandy trade paperback won't be quite this big probably closer to this size uh the stuff i'm working on these days is uh red room uh two trade paperbacks of red room are out there the anti-social network and uh trigger warnings this last mini series is called crypto killers and this third issue of uh, Red Room Crypto Killers has a backup feature, which is a hot key. It's uh, the Latchkey Kids, but my daily strip is going to be called Switchblade Shorties, and uh, this is like a proto strip of uh, what my daily comic is going to be. So make sure you get your hands on that uh, because I'm going to be investing a lot of time in uh, this this daily strip strip over 2024. These are not the only ways uh, that you can support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, however. Let the people know, Jimmy. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. There you have it. All great ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel and keep these daily videos rocking. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.